Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from R&D Wiki, who says, People don't seem to like my 30 female partner, 30 male, and I don't know why. This feels like an odd post to write as I think about all of this, so I'll try my best to set the scene. My partner, 30 male, didn't really have any real friends before meeting me in university. He was kind of friends with some of the nerdy kids in grade school, but I guess at one point they all shunned him and no one wanted to be friends with him. So he was alone until he moved, stayed away for university. As far as I know, from his family and cousins, he never did anything to deserve the treatment he got. He did really well in school. He was the state triple jump champion. He's quite attractive and generally a sweet and calm person. And he met me and my friend group during university. We are all except for him either gay slash lesbians, though I am obviously the one bi girl in the group. He was always a great friend to us and basically our protector. When we went out to straight bars and clubs, he never tried to make a move on any of us and was always a great conversationalist, super smart guy, etc. We all couldn't believe we were his first real friends. We even set him up with girls and he had a couple of relationships. Eventually, all the partying caught up with him. He figured the drinking and drugs that were common with our friends wasn't really for him. Since that came about, we started our relationship and it's hard to imagine why he didn't have any friends growing up. He's basically been the perfect partner to me. He's become quite successful without much effort. He's a board member of a charity. He's really active and has a lot of different interests. But what I've noticed is that over and over again, he's tried to make friends with people he meets through his interests or through work and he's either basically shut down right away or over time they have said and done things to him that make him realize that he has yet again been excluded intentionally. The most recent example was that a group of his coworkers, he does consulting on top of his board position, planned to go to a UFC event in Vegas without saying anything to him and he is probably the biggest fan of that in his office. We go two to three times a year because he gets tickets slash backstage because of his board position. Well, it was quite a surprise to him to see a bunch of his co-workers who essentially hid from him that they were going. One of them was like, oh, we didn't know you'd be up for a trip like this, despite my partner telling them in the past that he'd get them tickets if they wanted to go with him. This is just one example of what I'm feeling is a pattern. I don't understand what is going on, but it is starting to make me wonder if there is something about him that I just don't see, or if he acts differently when he's not around me. I've even started noticing this with my own family. Despite my partner having basically renovated our entire house by himself, with my help as well, and him having a master's in engineering, I see no one in the family ask him for advice or help with any DIY projects despite him offering to help multiple times. My brother-in-law even paid money to a contracting company who massively overcharged him and their engineers made a couple of errors my partner eventually caught. I eventually asked my parents if there was anything wrong with him that I don't see. And all they could really say was, oh, don't be silly, he's fine. 
Yet I've heard many times my father extol what a great guy my sister's husband is, despite him being the stereotype used car salesman. Really though, I feel so lucky to have met this guy. and I can see it hurts him the way people treat him, despite what he projects outwardly. I don't know what to do because the more and more I see this, the thought creeps in my mind that something must be wrong for people to act that way towards him. I just can't wrap my head around what's going on. And some comments where Opie replies to them. So Relevant Purpose just posts red flags to which Opie replies and says, okay, but what's the red flag? Like, my thought is partly that people are just simply jealous of him. Opie says, hopefully he doesn't think that because if he does, that is the problem. Not their jealousy, but him having a superiority complex. Crystal Queen says, oh, I haven't seen that name in a while. Maybe he gives off a vibe that people can't even explain or they don't want to tell you why because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Opie says, that's what comes across my mind as well. But people can see that he's very competent at work but don't seem to want to hang around him socially. But it's just that when he's around our old university friends, he's great and they all love him. Lenin's Kitten says, maybe he just doesn't vibe well with other men, but he's a good friend for people who aren't men. Opie says, I hadn't thought of that before, but that might just be the case, especially since the only people who seem to like him are LGBT. Bite Me replies to that and says, OP, my fiance is a wonderful man. Kind, funny, loyal, sweet, generous, clever. He also has shit luck with friends. He's neurodivergent and was horrendously bullied as a kid. And those two things make it hard for him to make and keep friends as he A, can't trust people easily and B, they've actually done studies on this and neurotypical people can on a subconscious level tell when someone is neurodivergent and like them less because of this without knowing why. Like your husband, my fiance found great friendships and groups of people who felt like misfits. Almost all of our friends are a flavor of queer, ND, etc. Some people unfortunately just struggle even though they are great people. It's just unfair. Your husband sounds like a real catch. It can be distressing when people don't recognize the greatness you see in your partner. He deserves a good group of friends, same as anyone. I hope he finds it. Revolutionary Mo says, I'm going to take the assumption that there are no other red flags. I've noticed with men who don't fit the stereotype, lad, alpha, brash, and who might have more of a gentle or refined mannerism, often struggle with making other male friends. Even if they have interests like UFC, Formula One, or football. I'm assuming based on the information given, you wouldn't find sexist, racist jokes amusing. It's a great characteristic, but often alienating to other men who will make these jokes for the banter. Honestly, I'd be assessing whether these are the people you actually want to associate with. Opie says, yeah, sounds like him a lot. If anything, he's not the type who would ever make fun of someone obviously because of how he was treated and any gay jokes wouldn't be well received by him, especially since he very much enjoys that I am bi. All the guys in his work are very much the alpha bro types. I think maybe he thinks that's who he should hang out with because they share common hobbies. But he's just not the right kind of personality for them. New Link says engineers are extra practical and logical, can potentially come across as condescending based on their intellect and confidence in their capacity to make a good argument. Not the most emotionally intelligent profession. A higher proportion of engineer fathers had children with Asperger's. All of these traits can make it tough to develop friendships. Any of this sound familiar? Without more info, it's really anyone's guess. Opie says, there's a few comments about this, but I don't think it's probably the case. It's very cerebral, but I don't think there's any neurodivergence or Asperger's. Then Opie does update their post and says, first, I wanted to thank everyone who responded to the first post I made about this. The post really blew up while I was asleep and I didn't get to interact with a number of people who posted some really insightful comments. 
My original post was spurred on by us trying to conceive this year and thinking about the big changes in lifestyle for us really started making me examine our relationship internally and externally. I thought I would clarify this quickly based on some of the comments and DMs I received, some very thoughtful, others less so. For me at least, having a child is going to mark a big shift in my life. I know this means closing off one side of my sexuality for at least a number of years, if not permanently, and truthfully, that is what I want. But I had to be 100% sure that my partner was the right person to take this leap with. Also, I'm financially stable on my own. Prior to the pandemic, I made more than he did. I think some might have the impression that I was just with him for the money. I would be with him even if he was poor. My concern towards my partner was that maybe the version of him I know and see wasn't the real him because out of my friend's circle, he's never really had any friends. I kept thinking, maybe he's a show-off or mean to people, etc. And it was a hard feeling to shake. There were also lots of people suggesting that he might be neurodivergent, which started to get me thinking and doing a bit of investigating. I did have a couple of contacts who I reached out to that he's worked with in the past and I could tease out some information without crossing any boundaries of current work, etc. Well, everything turned out to be much less eventful than I imagined, but also somehow weirder. They both basically told me he's a stand-up guy and one of the most competent people they've worked with. The only thing that stood out in the end was that he is very wholesome, very professional. A lot of people think he's very religious. Now, I have no idea if this is a problem or not. But it made me burst laughing when they said that because he is not religious at all. And I have no idea how anyone could get that impression for him. The only thing I could imagine is, is simply his work with a non-profit that he does talk about since it's a big passion of his. Now, the neurodivergent suggestion. Honestly, I did a bunch of reading about it and watching him over the past month. And while I appreciate that a lot of people connected with that and DM'd me about that specifically, there's really nothing there to suggest to me that would be something he has or is dealing with. And what I can see all around is that he simply likes some very specific things. And, and I know he's not going to make conversation about team sports or the latest Marvel and Star Wars shows. So eventually, I had a conversation with him about all of this. And again, no real drama. He was feeling a lot of this himself and to keep it short and simple, he basically said that he would be fine having no friends but he's so happy and grateful that he has me and my friends. I'm sorry if this seemed a bit of a ramble and I'm not really sure if this answers any deep questions about anything really. I just feel really lucky to be with a great man who I can trust in any situation and it seems the feeling is mutual on his end. I really got myself worked up over a whole lot of nothing. This might be one of the least interesting or eventful updates in Reddit history, and I'm glad for that. What prompted me to write an update is that I just confirmed that we're going to be parents. To twins. <laughs> but I am also grateful to all the people who commented on the last post helping me get through a moment of craziness. I saw a lot of people connected with our situation, so I wanted to give an update, even if it's a boring one. And a lot of people in the comments below this one saying about the religion side of things and a couple of other comments in saying about you know their engineers too and you know they have a hard time sometimes switching off from sort of engineer mode if you like which has made things difficult for them in the past which i found really interesting to be quite honest but now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. From Sneaky Baller, who says, From the confession subreddit and says, I won the lottery five years ago and haven't told anyone. I just got engaged. So, after taxes, my winnings came to just shy of four million. I paid off all my debts, hired an accountant, fixed some things on my truck, and put most of it into savings. I kept my job, didn't move, and kept my fucking mouth shut. My brother is a meth head, my sister is a spiteful whore, and my mum still blames everything on my dad who died 10 years ago, so I didn't want them scrambling to pretend to give a shit about me for cash. I've been dating a girl for about three years now, and I've recently asked her to marry me. She said yes. I bought a modest ring, just over what people would expect given my known employment. This weekend, I'm going to lay everything out for her and I can truly know if she's in it for me and not the money. It's going to be liberating to be able to buy what I want and take care of my friends. Totally worth the wait. And I've seen a couple of like lotto or big big money wins posts on Reddit before and they're always incredibly scary. And I remember one where someone commented below. It's a massive, they commented a big Reddit thread. I can't remember where it is or how I got to it, but it's a big list of previous lotto winners who revealed that they won the money to the world, basically. And they then they had people coming up to them all the time, asking for money. And while they did help some people, eventually the money just went and all the people that were their friends then all suddenly disappeared. It's so sad. And I think if I remember correctly, a fair number of the people that were in this list had passed on as well. But in the comments, Munchkin Pumpkin says... I think the big thing here is, isn't how much he has from the win. It's the fact that winning the lottery is seen as such a significant event and she hasn't been made aware. At the end of the day, how much money anyone has in their bank account is no one's business but their own. It's just instead of the conversation about how much he has stored away, their life together won't be, I have 15k. It will be, I have 4 million. She will certainly be shocked and want to understand why this information was not shared sooner. OP makes sure she understands that this wasn't about withholding things from her, but the fact that money is in savings like it would be for anyone else out there. It's not a huge part of your everyday life, and you are not defined by it. Good luck, OP. OP says, and quotes a section out and says, That's the biggest thing for me. It started out as keeping it away from my family and maintaining the life I'd built on my own. It's just kind of snowballed from the, does she really like me concern, and turned into a thing. It wasn't a planned test or anything crazy. Language also leaves a comment saying, prepare yourself for her to lose her trust in you and possibly have an emotional breakdown. Make sure to tell her in a place where she can go to be by herself for a while and not in front of other people. After three years together, this is a pretty big revelation to put out there. It's good news, but your ability to keep something this big a total secret will probably eat at her, at least subconsciously. If she stays with you, she will need to know that you'll never keep anything like this from her again and you'll need to demonstrate that to her. I think anyone would understand why you kept it to yourself, but that doesn't change what it demonstrates about your ability to be deceptive through omission. So just realize that this isn't likely to be an easy conversation. You can't treat the reveal like, hey babe, this just means that you won the future husband lottery. 
Aren't you thrilled? Idle Thought says, I presented your story to my wife last night and her response struck me as wise. She suggested that you wait until the two of you are actually married before telling her about your finances. She reminded me that people break engagements for many reasons. While I truly hope you've found your lifelong partner, there's still a chance that between now and your wedding day, something will happen that ends this relationship. If you tell her prior to the wedding, then there's a chance that you'll forever have some lingering doubt about her motives for marrying you. You need to be 100% certain that you'll never find yourself thinking, would she have gone through with the wedding if I wasn't rich? Only you can answer this question. Best of luck to you both. So then OP continues saying, well, this has spawned some serious discussion, addressing a few things. We've already talked about prenups several times and, and are both for them. She makes enough to support herself and we're both financially independent of each other. I do plan on offering to pay for any legal fees if she wants counsel on the prenup. I've helped a few friends with small things financially. Most have paid it back. No, you can't have a dollar. For those of you who feel entitled to know the financial ins and outs of your SO's life while dating, that's your view. We're both adults who had careers prior to dating and have never needed to get into what's in our account short of, do you have this half of that bill? I've never told her I'm loaded or broke or gone over what my portfolio looks like because it hasn't come up and I'm fine with not knowing hers. I do enjoy my job and the people I work with slash for, so it's been easy to stay on. My returns net me about double my salary, so I've been saving quite a bit. I plan on buying a new vehicle, her as well as she wants one, a house, paying off a friend of mine's student loan, more on that, and taking some time off to travel. A good friend of mine reached out to me early on and let me stay with him for close to two years, rent-free, while I kicked the drinking habit and got on my feet. He's the only one I'll be pouring any kind of cash to, and it couldn't go to a better person. He has a newborn daughter that will get at a college fund. I'm paying off his school debts and his house. Other than that, ask away, boys and girls. I'll update everyone after dinner Saturday if you're still interested. Then OP updates their post and says, I received a lot of feedback on my post, and several people expressed interest in the outcome of, of revealing my finances to my new fiance after keeping her in the dark for so long. People who want to catch up can read my original post here. So my plan was a relaxing evening. On the odd weekend, we both managed to be free from work or other plans. We went to an early dinner at one of our favorite Italian places, an inexpensive little diner nearby with great appetizers, and then finally went to see Star Wars. After the movie, we grabbed some beer and wine for the evening and went home to relax. Skip the weekly small talk about work, friends, and the accompanying few drinks in, and I told her I wanted to be open about everything with each other leading up to the marriage. She got kind of quiet, a little guarded, and said, well, yeah, so do I. Pausing with that look, and they want you to keep talking. I told her we were never truly going to have to worry about money, that she could do whatever she wanted with her job or stay at home or change careers, anything, because I had north of $3 million in the bank. Her response was the slow what are you talking about? How? Kind of thing. I got up and pulled a financial statement I printed out and stashed in the coffee table drawer. Handed it to her and told her I won it all a couple of years ago before we met. She started crying, like sobbing, uncontrollably crying and looked terrified. I got really worried and started explaining. I kept it hidden because I didn't want my shitbag family hunting me down. But I didn't want people around me to change or to lose my friends. Then she started apologizing she should have told me before I proposed. She has about $40,000 in student loan and credit card debt and thought that was going to break the engagement. 
She thought I was so financially responsible that there was no way I'd take on that debt because she never told me about it. That's why she's been so open to a prenup in the vague conversations we had about it before. Why she'd never brought it up or talked about money. So after a long, long conversation about openness and trust, even mentioned some of you cynical bastards' opinions, we hashed out some ideas on what we would agree on for the prenup in regards to premarital debts and assets and all that. I'm going to pay her debt off after we're married so the tax issue is less of a concern and all my winnings will remain mine should we divorce. Interest and dividends will be marital assets. All told, I'm very pleased with how things played out and we're in a great place for it. We're working with attorneys and my accountant this week and I'll be putting my two-week notice in at work. She wants to keep her job but will request some time off so we can take a vacation and settle into actually enjoying some money. I talked to my friend about paying off his house and all that. He very firmly refused anything for himself but was very grateful for the offer to set up his daughter's college fund. I'm going to keep leaning on him though. I think he had come around to accepting some repayment of his kindness he showed me. Maybe a vacation at the very least. I don't know. That's all folks. I'll check in from time to time if you guys have any questions. Happy Monday. And no regrets still. Someone asks OP, they says, just out of curiosity, why quit your job? Is it a bad job? Is three million enough to retire on? Or are you just going to work doing something you like instead? Either way, it seems like everything worked out nicely. Good for you. And OP says, I have an offer from a company that pays less, but is more in line with what I'm interested in. Probably should have mentioned that. And another story where communication wins the day. And I do love to see it in a Reddit post. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for joining me today, getting involved in the stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care. Much love. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Yum, yum, yum. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that today will be a good day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.